little over a year ago, this guy, it looked like he could take Joe Biden's place at the top of the Democratic ticket. And now he's forced out of office. He announced his resignation today because of this, well, officially a sexual harassment uh, scandal. But the bar has been so lowered that after this, I think a lot of people are vulnerable. Who knows who exactly is behind this thing? I think it's a lot deeper than anybody realizes. There are a lot of reasons to not like Cuomo, okay? The COVID mismanagement. At one point, actually about six months ago, I called for his resignation. Uh, making $5 million in the middle of a pandemic. But this sex harassment thing, there's something very odd. Some of us believe that the bar has been so lowered that is going to make a lot of people vulnerable, including maybe people like Justice Kavanaugh, people we like, people we love, people who we want on the court, people who we want in the White House. There's something wrong about this case, this sex harassment case against Governor Cuomo. We're going to get into that in a moment. Look, again, I have no use for the guy, but this culture that we're in right now is a scary one. And anyone, anyone could go down in this kind of climate. He made it official today, though. Everybody thought it was coming, except me, actually. I thought he might fight. But no, he gave in. This situation, by its current trajectory, will generate months of political and legal controversy. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. And my resignation will be effective in 14 days. It's wild. Again, last year, they were talking about this guy taking Joe Biden's place, not because of any great decisions that he was making, but he seemed to look good while he was making some pretty awful decisions, wearing the shirt, uh, doing a briefing for two hours. He was addicted to the attention. And uh, for a while there, he uh, he really had it made. Um, so there are a lot of reasons that to not like this guy. OK, but the sexual harassment stuff, I'm sorry, I'm very, very skeptical. I think something else is going on now. Just before he resigned, his lawyer uh, went before the cameras and made a pretty compelling case that the accusers, well, these are false allegations. Take a look. There is then Alyssa McGrath. And this photo was included as part of the attorney general's report. It's a photo of the governor at a holiday party. And uh, Miss McGrath is wearing the black and Brittany Camiso is on the other side. And how the report portrayed this photograph is that the governor put his hands around the rib cage just below their breasts as though there was something wrong with this photo. And I just simply ask everybody to look at this. Is this something that you think is evidence of improper behavior by the governor? What do you think? Is it? It's not. This was actually, though, included as evidence of sexual harassment by Cuomo against these women. Uh, this is a standard photograph, folks. This is how people pose for pictures. It happens all the time. Politicians, non-politicians. Um, 
if he has a problem, where is Joe Biden right now? We've all seen the images of that guy. All right, I wanna show you this. Now, according to the Attorney General of New York State, you're about to see an episode of sexual harassment by the governor. This also was included in the report. Is this sexual harassment as it happened? There should be no reluctance. This is Dr. Elizabeth Dufort, who is in the appropriate PPE wear. Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. Head up a little bit. Head up. Close your eyes. Close my eyes. Why do I need to close my eyes? You can question the doctor. That's okay. Why do I need to close my eyes? For comfort. comfort. It might make you tear a little bit. Okay. If I fall asleep? <laughs> then we'll have you sit down. Head up a little bit. That's okay. it? Yeah. That's it? That's Nothing else? That's all. So according to the state attorney general, what you just witnessed was a moment of sexual harassment. Did you miss it? I did. Now, he said you look good in that gown or you make that gown look good. That is sexual harassment according to the world we live in today. Now, he may have been a little full of himself for this encounter, but the doctor in the garbs there came forward to tell her story, and the attorney general and all those lawyers were listening. Now, she is one of the 11 women. Now they can say 11 women. Take a look at the report. This is state entity employee number two. She was shocked that the governor had made such a comment on national television. Nobody watching was shocked, by the way. State entity employee number two's colleagues remembered state entity employee number two saying that the governor's comments were inappropriate and had made her feel uncomfortable. We found state entity employee number two to be credible, both in demeanor and substance. Credible about what? Credible about her incredible story that she was just sexually harassed? That makes absolutely no sense. But this person here, this doctor, is now one of the 11. And they can say 11 people came forward against the governor. Now, I know some of the allegations are more serious. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Because even the most serious allegations fall apart upon scrutiny. The governor's lawyer today. They just kept pointing to 11 women. And it was quite clear to me that they didn't know what the actual claims were. And then it just gets repeated over and over again by the media when they haven't done their homework, rolled up the sleeves, and learned the facts. She's absolutely right. That's a mob for you. Media mob, political mob. No time to read anything. That's boring. Let's get on Twitter and say stuff. That's fun. That's fun. Nobody seems to know much about um, Lindsay Boylan. Well, let me tell you about her. She was the original accuser. She's also... <laughs> On the surface, addicted to attention. She ran for office twice in two years, once for Congress, lost by 50 points, then for county executive or Manhattan borough president, as we call it here in the city, lost by 20 points. She has some frustrations. She didn't like the way she was treated. Uh, take a look at this. She let them know that she was a force to be reckoned with. She texted somebody in the governor's office Absolutely not helpful. Please relay that while we are okay, I see what the point is here and I will find ways to respond. Life is long and so is my memory and so are my resources. Now she was upset that because of COVID, 
she was running for office and the governor actually limited the amount of time you could submit signatures to get on a ballot. And that hurt her politically. Here's the message. I think unmistakable takeaway is you're doing this to me. I'm going to get back at you guys. I'm going to get back at you guys. Now to the most serious accuser. We went through this yesterday, but I think it bears repeating. This is uh, Brittany Comiso. You won't see her in this picture because it's blurred out. The New York Post took this and ran with it because it was in the AG's report. Wow, creep. That's, some, that's one heck of a word. Why is he a creep? Why? Because he's smiling next to a girl who's younger than he is? I don't know, but when you look at the picture in its full context, is that a creep? What is she thinking? Now, she alleges this photograph was taken just after he groped her. I don't believe that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. People <laughs> are afraid to say things because they're afraid that the mob will come after them. That's why they join mobs, because there's protection inside the mob. We are supposed to suspend our abilities to judge, to evaluate. This does not make any sense, people, at all. Show me what's next. I think that this picture demonstrates a comfort level in someone who wanted a selfie with the governor. And she sent this selfie to her friend, and there is a footnote. Her friend, her very good friend, Melissa McGrath, who actually said, I'm so jealous of the picture. Context, perspective. This lawyer was very good today, former federal prosecutor. And now she sums up. I think that women should be believed, and they should be treated fairly. I also believe that men should be believed and treated fairly. All people should be given that. And everybody should have a chance to respond. And everybody should be scrutinized with what they say by facts, context, and evidence. That hasn't happened here. Our country has a rule of law. I believe in the rule of law. Not mob mentality and not media mentality. The governor deserves to be treated fairly. And that did not happen here. She's right. And that's because the mob that's controlled by, I don't know actually who unleashed the mob this time. But I have a theory that Joe Biden is probably more nervous than ever before. We all saw the way he behaved. And they tried to say that's just Joe being Joe. I think this guy is owned. And this is a way to keep him in line. And perhaps this is also a way to punish um, Andrew Cuomo because he came a little bit too close to the sun, sun last summer. We have a, um, a person who is very capable, uh, a very capable backup, if you will, not vice president, but, but if he, something would change. He could walk into that convention and walk out as the Democratic nominee. People could now start over and make a decision on who they'd want as the Democratic nominee. And this is no shade on Joe Biden. 
But you know who I think they'd pick? I think you know who I think. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Just last year, just last year. Once again, the person on the left is the key accuser against Andrew Cuomo. Uh, apparently, she was going through a divorce at the time. That really is not relevant, but there were financial, uh, there was financial pressure that she was under. Uh, and there was tension in the office about her work hours. There could have been a performance issue. But again, I'd like to listen to the attorney's summation of this photograph. This photo was included as part of the attorney general's report. It's a photo of the governor at a holiday party. And how the report portrayed this photograph is that the governor put his hands around the rib cage just below their breasts as though there was something wrong with this photo. And I just simply ask everybody to look at this. Is this something that you think is evidence of improper behavior by the governor? No, of course it isn't. But this is evidence of improper behavior by the president. We'll be right back. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now there's a place America gets its news. Newsmax, we're real news for real people. Millions are turning off the old channels and switching to Newsmax, the fastest growing cable news channel in America. No agenda, no spin, just the facts. Millions watch us, so can you. Newsmax, we are real news for real people. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive my pillow offers. Thank you and God bless. All I can say is, is that, that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? And they love Joe Biden. They protect him so much. You know, the word is Joe is barely showing up for work. He doesn't have the energy. He doesn't have the stamina. And you see when he talks, usually something uh, pretty crazy happens. But as he is completely checked out, it doesn't matter because others are running the show and they seem to be content with this horrendous situation. No border. Essentially, we have people coming in all the time, virtually unchecked. Uh, what is it? The cheap labor that the globalists want, the votes that the Democrats want, maybe even COVID that some people want in this country. And COVID, by the way, that's on Joe Biden at this point. It really is. He and his team have been absolutely terrible with messaging. Joe himself and Kamala, their vaccine reluctance during the campaign, 
They're suspending the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for a period of time. They own this, and they also, their continued devotion to Dr. Fauci, who's made more mistakes than any public official uh, in the realm of health, possibly in history. Don't forget Afghanistan. It's easy to overlook because, well, the media don't seem to care. They can't blame Donald Trump anymore. So they won't blame Joe Biden for the hasty retreat from Afghanistan. This was a mess. It didn't have to be like this. But they're repeating the same mistakes they made in Iraq. They got out in such a sloppy and unprofessional manner. It's happening all over again, this time in Afghanistan. Now, do you think Joe Biden's going to get on the phone and deal with the uh, head of the Taliban like Donald Trump did when he was still in office? Listen to this. I started off the conversation. I said, Mohammed, how are you? President Trump. <laughs> Not a lot of social grace, but, you know, that was a nice. He was being nice. I think he was being as nice as he could be, Andy. But they're rough. You know, he's a rough. That's all they do is fight. But I said, we're going to come back and hit you harder than any country has ever been hit. And your village, where I know you are and where you have everybody, that's going to be the point at which the first bombs drop. I told him that. I told him. And I totally believe him. It went like that. Can you imagine Joe Biden having a conversation like that? Hmm? Uh, and that's the kind of conversation a president needs to have with our enemies from time to time. But Joe is not in charge. They wouldn't trust him with a phone call like that. Who's really in charge? This guy. If I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm -hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, wow. I, I'd be fine with that. Oh, I'm sure you would. And I'm sure you are. I believe that's what's happening. I do. And uh, now he can actually get all the crazy, radical, weird stuff that he wanted, but wouldn't dare try when he was president. Now he can. It's in his book. Some of these ideas that he embraced uh, in his heart but he thought he could not get done because of the political realities. He's talked about this. He talked about reparations. He could not get it done while he was president, so he didn't bring it up. But now, now might be his chance. Reparations for slavery. Ludicrous idea. Divisive, and it would never work. But this is the kind of stuff that he wants done. Radical stuff, and I think he's got just the guy to get it done for him, Joe Biden, who will not resist, who will not resist. Uh, in the meantime, the media have to cover for this guy at all costs. I don't totally understand it, but they do. Did you see him when he took this terrible tumble uh, on his way up to Air Force One? <laughs> I remember when this happened. I think it was on a Friday afternoon, and uh, it was kind of astounding. I mean, this is bad, bad stuff. It was a five-minute story on cable news, and then everybody, everybody looked in the other direction. Why is that? Donald Trump once dropped an umbrella because he couldn't fit it through the door. They talked about it the entire weekend. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So they protect Joe Biden, and they prop up some very odd newcomers to Congress. First, there was AOC, and now Cori Bush. 
you and your family deserve representatives that care about you. We, the, our country deserves to have representatives that represent. And so this, this, this is the least that we can do for you is to step up and make sure that you get to stay in the safety and the comfort of your home while we work on other things to help make sure that your life and the lives of your children are better. Okay, great moment on television, but it's all fake. It's all fake. That woman on the couch, uh, she is not the mother to those children. CNN had to acknowledge that this entire thing is fake. It's fake. All right. Our culture seems to be going in a very odd direction. You can't get away from the transgender issue, right? It's everywhere, even though transgender issues, well, really affects a very small number of people. But it seems like they want it to affect a lot more especially our children. Meet Gonzo. Uh, Gonzo is a Muppet or one of these characters, Disney characters. Uh, I didn't know Gonzo was a kid, but Gonzo's big. And uh, well, Gonzo had a secret for uh, Gonzo's friends. There you are. You missed our royal ball. We met the most amazing princess, but they ran away and all they left behind was this. Everyone, there's something I need to tell you. The princess who came to your ball tonight was me. I'm Gonzarella. But Gonzo, why didn't Vu tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me, but I don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done either. I want to be me. Oh, Gonzo. We're sorry. It wasn't very nice of us to tell you what to wear to our ball. You're our friend, and we love you any way you are. Yeah, yeah of course we do. Yeah. Oh, so apologies, Gonzo. I, whew, sorry. So, uh, why is this being pushed? I don't know if Gonzo's a cross-dresser or transgender, but if Gonzo is transgender, that is a disorder. Gender dysphoria is a disorder. Uh... Officially so, all right? The distress a person feels due to a mismatch between their gender identity and their sex assigned at birth. You know who's brilliant on this? Uh, ben Shapiro, that powerhouse of uh, conservative slash now media empire. Take a look. It used to be called gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder. Now they call it gender dysphoria. The idea that, that sex or gender are malleable is not true. Okay, and I'm not denying your humanity if you're a transgender person. I am saying that you are not the sex to which you claim to be. You're still a human being, and you're a human being with an issue that I'm, you know, I wish you Godspeed in, in dealing with in whatever way you see fit. But if you are going to dictate to me that I'm supposed to pretend, I'm supposed to pretend that men are women and women are men, no. My answer is no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to modify basic biology because it threatens your subjective sense of what you are. Guy's totally brilliant. Um, we are apparently supposed to embrace and pretend that this display from a TikTok star at the White House is uh, a good thing, normal. One sec. Democracy's calling. <laughs> See you, Daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did a joke. <laughs> hey, everyone. Vogue. Usually I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey Jenny, I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House, this is Cooper. 
Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey, POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Hooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the All right, uh, that's Cooper, a TikTok star. No offense, but this shtick is not working for us inside the White House. I'll be right back with some interesting information about Officer Michael Fanone. Remember him, the Capitol Hill drama queen? We'll be right back. Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson? You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. January 6, 2021. You know Democrats are committed to making this seem like it was the worst day in American history. Why are they doing that? Well, that way they'll take legitimate questions about the 2020 election, the fairness of that election, off the table. Because if you raise questions about it, well, that could lead ultimately to another January 6th. That's the logic they're using. And right now, the, uh, the spokesman for January 6th hysteria is that drama queen of a cop, uh, D.C. police officer Michael Fanone. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Right now, one of those parties has a cancer, and we got to cut it out. The individuals in the crowd that, um, you know, that helped me uh, or, or tried to offer some assistance. Uh, and I, I think kind of the conclusion I've come to is like, you know, thank you, but f you for being there. So that's Fanone. And right now he's on a, a mental health break from the Metropolitan Police Department. He's doing media interviews all over the place. But who is this guy and where does he come from? Sounds like he comes from the Deep South. Actually, he comes from the suburbs of Washington, D.C., Alexandria, Virginia. His father is a high-powered attorney, and the father's law firm gives a lot of money to Democrat candidates. Fanone actually went to Georgetown Prep for high school, one of the most prestigious high schools in the country. A lot of Supreme Court justices went there. After Georgetown Prep, he went to a boarding school in Maine. So the flannel shirts, the tattoos, the belt buckle that he has with guns on them, this is all something of an act. At least he didn't grow up that way. I find this very interesting. Molly Ball from Time Magazine did some of this reporting, and so did Julie Kelly, who will be joined by in just a little bit. This guy is something of a front man, and I, <laughs> this is all part of a very interesting plot. I haven't figured it all out yet, but I'm hoping we will. Meanwhile, we have this. Black Lives Matter, not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says. They only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. No, all lives matter. All black lives matter, including the life of 42-year-old Delia Johnson. She was shot and killed in Brooklyn, New York, uh, last Tuesday, August 3rd. And uh, 
it was a wild scene. The suspect is another woman, and you can see on surveillance video, she just walks up rather calmly and shoots this person right there on the sidewalk. Some say this is execution style. She then shot her a few more times as the victim fell to the ground, then got back into an SUV and drove away. Relatives say Johnson was a loving and caring person. Police are still searching for the shooter, but Johnson's family say the shooter may have been an acquaintance. We'll be right back. The Delta variant is spreading fast with calls for new lockdowns, more masks, and even forced vaccinations. Watch Stinchfield tonight as he reveals the big dangers for you and your freedom. Millions are tuning into Stinchfield. Find out why tonight. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Right now, one of those parties has a cancer, and we got to cut it out. The individuals in the crowd that... Um, you know, that helped me uh, or, or tried to offer some assistance. Uh, and I, I think kind of the conclusion I've come to is like, you know, thank you, but f you for being there. He has this good old boy uh, swagger about him, but he's no good old boy. He actually grew up in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., maybe six miles from the Capitol itself. His dad, a high-powered attorney. Some interesting reporting over the past week or so from Molly Ball of Time Magazine and Julie Kelly, senior contributor to American Greatness. She looked into Fanon and where he comes from and who his daddy is. Uh, Julie, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? I'm good, Greg. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. And uh, listen, Fanon has been all over the place, but uh, he's, uh, he, I say this with love, he's no redneck. Who is he? Where did he come from? Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank Molly Ball for that front cover puff piece on Michael Fanon because she gave away uh, some interesting details about Officer Fanon, which is not that he is a redneck, which he portrays himself as. Uh, as you said, he grew up in a very wealthy suburb, Washington, D.C., uh, where many of the capital elite live. Uh, he went to Georgetown Prep, where a uh, few Supreme Court justices uh, attended, and very wealthy, pedigreed people, children of uh, Washington um, aristocracy went. He went for one year before, I guess, he was sent home. Then his parents sent him off to a main boarding school. This is all in Molly Ball's piece. Uh, and then he came back and eventually graduated from uh, an uh, almost all-black high school in Washington, D.C. But this idea that he is this good old boy, he wears the flannels, he has a beard, he speaks with some sort of a drawl, uh, that he is just a regular guy who became an undercover narcotics officer and was attacked, almost killed on January 6th. I mean, you know, for the most part, none of that's true. So what was not in Molly Ball's piece, but what was in your piece are details about his father. Uh, you actually identified him as Joseph Fanon, a uh, pretty high-powered lawyer. Tell us a little bit about him and his law firm, please. So Molly Ball notes in her piece that his father is a lawyer with a, a partner with a big law firm in Washington, D.C. She never mentions his name nor mentions uh, the law firm that he's associated with. So it appears that his father is Joseph Fanon, He's the only Fanon who is at that age and a partner with a big law firm. He is with a firm called Ballard Spar, which is uh, a democratically connected law firm. 
has done a lot of work against Donald Trump's administration and his campaign after the 2020 election. They have people such as Ed Rendell, the former Democratic governor of Pennsylvania, is a uh, special counsel there. They have attorneys on staff who advise the Biden campaign. Uh, one of their uh, government relations directors in D.C., hosted one of the first fundraisers for Joe Biden in 2019, helped raise $6 million. So here we have another actor, just like we've seen over time, a little coincidental, ironic that he had this photo taken with Alexander Vindman last week, yeah. another paid actor, uh, you know, who just is act like he just, you know, stumbled across this uh, phone call, quid pro quo. But we find out the background of these people, their connection to Democrats, and this idea that Officer Fanone uh, is just this unconnected cop from D.C. who risked his life to save democracy on January 6th, of course, none of that's true. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing. And uh, everybody is buying the story except us, except us. And uh, we're in uh, good company, our viewers and your readers. Thank you very much. Julie Kelly, senior contributor at American Greatness, to be continued. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. This situation, by its current trajectory, will generate months of political and legal controversy. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. And my resignation will be effective in 14 days. So Governor Cuomo is out. Uh, you know, there are a lot of reasons to not like Governor Cuomo. I've gone through it. The COVID situation, the money from the book, turning away that perfectly good hospital ship. But this case against him, this sexual harassment case, in my opinion, and I'm not alone here, is very problematic, is very weak. Professor Alan Dershowitz joins us once again from Harvard Law School, author of Guilt by Accusation, The Challenge of Proving Innocence in the Age of Me Too. Professor, welcome back. Just your reaction overall to the, uh, the news of today that Governor Cuomo has resigned. Well, first, I feel very bad for the Cuomo family. I knew Mario well. I know his mother, Matilda. I know uh, siblings. So I feel very bad. I also feel bad for the women who uh, were uh, treated improperly if they were. I agree with you. I think the report itself is very tainted. Uh, the attorney general of New York actually stated, essentially, that women have to be believed over men, that she has a gender bias, that if a woman says something and a man contradicts it, regardless of the evidence, you believe the woman. I believe women and you should believe women, she said. That would be like saying, you know, I believe Jews, I believe Greek people, I believe Italian Americans, I believe blacks. They used to say in the South, believe whites. They tell the truth, blacks don't. Anytime you engage in this kind of bias, bigotry, in which you group people together, whether for good or bad purposes, I think you have eliminated your objectivity. And so I think the report should be discounted. Now, there are going to be five investigations by state, city, and other uh, district attorneys. There may still even be an impeachment proceeding. They can impeach, as they tried to do President Trump, a former uh, governor 
There will be civil suits. I think the most that he has to be worried about now is civil suits. I don't think the criminal complaints will go forward, but the civil complaints probably will. Well, um, Professor, I tell you, I'm very skeptical of the accusations. And everyone says 11 women have spoken. 11, as you know, there are gradations of severity from these 11 women. Now, I want to show you, this is one of the 11 women. This is a doctor. And we actually have it captured on videotape. This is an alleged incident of sexual harassment when he gets his COVID test from a doctor. Let's watch. There should be no reluctance. This is Dr. Elizabeth Dufort, who is in the appropriate PPE wear. Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. Head up a little bit. Head up. Close your eyes. Close my eyes. Why do I need to close my eyes? You can question the doctor. That's okay. Why do I need to close my eyes? For comfort. comfort. It might make you tear a little bit. Okay. If I fall asleep? <laughs> then we'll have to sit down. Head up a little bit. That's it? Yeah. That's it? That's Nothing else? That's it. So that person in the gown, we all saw it, by the way. You heard the cameras. The comment, uh, you make that gown look good, that's the alleged sexual harassment. She's one of the complainants. She's in the report. That seems astoundingly stupid to me. I'm sorry. Well, it's worse than stupid. It trivializes the report. It trivializes the way people interact with each other. Also in the report is he allegedly looked a woman up and down. Uh, he looked at parts of her body. My God, if that becomes sexual harassment, uh, everybody is going to be accused of it, women as well as men. The failure to distinguish between the most serious kinds of charges, and the most serious is a misdemeanor, the allegation that he put his hand under the blouse of a woman and cupped her breast. He denies it. If true, that would be a misdemeanor. Uh, most of the others would not rise to the level of either criminal or civil uh, liability. But uh, by grouping all this together, I think uh, that Attorney General James has disqualified herself from pursuing this, and especially her statement about gender bias, that yeah. we should believe women over men. No, you believe the evidence. You believe the truth. You let the chips fall where they may. Women lie, men lie, people lie. Women tell the truth, men tell the truth. We should always credit every accusation, whether it comes from a woman or a man, and investigate it. But once the investigation is completed, you don't put the thumb of gender on the scale of justice. Uh, I want to show you the cover of the New York Post from last week. Creep. They call Governor Cuomo a creep. And the accuser, her image is blurred out. This is the accuser who made the most serious accusation that the governor cupped her breast. Now here is the picture. This, by the way, is after she alleges she was groped. Um, I think <laughs> we're allowed to use our abilities to observe and to reason. And that picture does not suggest any kind of abuse. And I'm sorry, I know they have set it up, the culture is set up, that it's even dangerous to ask that question, to react that way. But that's a normal human reaction, that this picture suggests that she was totally fine. Look, you have to have a presumption of innocence. Nobody should be accused of anything without due process of law, without the ability to confront. The Me Too movement does not trump the Constitution. It does not trump the Bill of Rights. Radicals think they know the truth. And if you know the truth, 
The truth is that women never lie. Men do. If you know the truth, why do you need due process? Why do you need dissenting opinions? What you need is cancel culture. And here we see another example of cancel culture. The idea that people leave office because of an accusation, not because of proof by any standard of proof, not after cross-examination. Look, I feel sorry for the Cuomo family, but I feel sorrier for the Constitution yeah. because the Constitution suffers when this kind of guilt by accusation, that's what I entitled my book, Guilt by Accusation, when this kind of guilt by accusation is allowed to go forward. We have to stop it. We have to fight against it. I've been fighting against it. And I urge others to join me and others in that fight. Women have to be heard and listened to. Their claims have to be investigated. We can never go back to the day when women were disbelieved or when you need special corroboration for women's testimony. But no thumb should be put on the scale based on gender. One more thing. The bar now seems so low for an allegation of sexual harassment to pass muster with some people. I've heard people wonder, you know, like we've all seen what Joe Biden has done in public. Um, there's been murmurings that there's another impeach Kavanaugh or there will be an impeach Kavanaugh effort. I'm just wondering if we're seeing something. This is precedent so they can go after other people. And well, the bar is just so much lower now. The bar is so low that sexual harassment is losing its meaning. And that's a terrible thing because sexual harassment really means something. And of course, nobody actually believes believe all women uh, when an accusation was made against uh, President Biden, a much, 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 I can add six muches, more serious allegation, but it wasn't true. Uh, nobody essentially be believed it. And I think many people didn't believe the accusations against uh, a Kavanaugh. And remember, there were accusations against Kavanaugh by, by women he never met. And look, I know how that feels. I've been accused by a woman I never met, never heard of. She was put up to it by lawyers. And I fortunately was able to disprove it by her own emails and her own manuscript. Most people aren't as fortunate as I have been to be able to disprove the false accusation. But I know for a fact that at least one woman has lied. And um, you can't generalize about women. You can't generalize about men. And this is a weapon that can be used by everybody against anybody. It endangers your children. It endangers your parents, your relatives, and therefore always prefer due process and the Constitution over radical claims by ideologues. Professor, as we go to break, I thought Rita Glavin, an attorney uh, for Governor Cuomo, soon to be former Governor Cuomo, was terrific. And she echoed some of what you just said. This is how she wrapped up um, her response to some of the allegations today, just before Governor Cuomo uh, announced his resignation. We're going to listen to this and uh, go to break. I thank you again, Professor. Again, this is Rita Glavin, uh, attorney for Andrew Cuomo. I think that women should be believed and they should be treated fairly. I also believe that men should be believed and treated fairly. All people should be given that. And everybody should have a chance to respond. And everybody should be scrutinized with what they say by facts, context, and evidence. That hasn't happened here. Our country has a rule of law. I believe in the rule of law. Not mob mentality, 
and not media mentality. The governor deserves to be treated fairly. And that did not happen here. Thanks so much. Hope you're having a great summer. Thanks for supporting Newsmax. We'll see you tomorrow night.